Today's episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. Their relief team is working across America to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. They're now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and L.A. And they're launching initiatives across America to deliver free, fresh, hot meals to hospitals and clinics fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants in business as well. You could directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us, and you could help keep your local restaurants alive. Go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate, please. We're trying to raise $250,000. And if you have the means, it's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes, emergency workers, and local restaurants. Please give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen, and it's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We did it. We have something to bet on, finally. NFL Draft this Thursday night. It's going to be done over the internet. I got to get that. I have to get that internet thing hooked up, right? Heel producer Jim Cunningham. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Jim? You excited at all? Yeah, I'm not quite as happy as you, though. You sound very excited. It's so good. And it's it's not the biggest betting event normally, but they're expecting 10 times the amount So because it's the only game in town. So why not? And why not discuss it with my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Oh, yeah, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I should say um, I will be on with, Bill Simmons on his podcast after the draft. I think we're going to do this Thursday night right after the draft, unless, unless as Peter King predicts, Tua falls to New England, in which case I will pass on that opportunity and probably <laughs> never speak to him again because uh, who the hell wants? Really, we can't. One thing we can have is uh, is another Patriots dynasty here, and I don't, I don't want to witness it. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, is in the '88 draft, war number '88. Three wide receivers taken in front of him. He will be our guest later on. Maybe he can give us some insight on the Cowboys. Um, three-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Pro Bowler. Love Michael Irvin. He's going to be on. Now, fellas, here we go. Here's the draft. Now, there's not a lot of drama, obviously. Let's say there's no drama for first pick because Joe Burrow of LSU had an amazing year. What do you have, Bryce? 60 touchdowns? 60 touchdown passes? Yeah, was it was it? crazy. I mean, the numbers were ridiculous. It was like a video game. So he's a lock for number one, and especially during a pandemic, because these guys aren't going to go out and, uh, you know, he's not going to saw his hand off in some kind of like mechanical injury, the, the, the slicing meat or something that a deli uh, accidentally gets his hand in there. So I think you have to lay $100 to win one that he is the number one pick. And there's even if you pair him with Chase Young, number two pick to Washington, that's even minus a thousand. Harry, I know you don't like these uh, numbers, these high numbers, but minus a thousand Burrow Young, let's just put it all on that, and then you don't have to watch the end of the draft, right? No, that's it. I mean, Sal, I know you like those big favorites. Brian likes them sometimes too. I think that that's that that is actually it should be way more than that, considering you know that's exactly what Washington needs. I don't think they go to another try to get another quarterback. They got to give Haskins another shot. 
uh, another year at least. And uh, taking Young as a guy who had 16 and a half sacks for Ohio State last year, you got to take him. He's, he's a dominating defensive player, and that's something Washington hasn't had in quite some time. And then so what do you get? You have the number three pick, and they talk about, you know, the Lions. And for a minute, they were in, interested in Herbert or Tua. Now it's gone to like, now you're going to have to trade with them to uh, get one of those two players, I think, because they're going to go cornerback. They're going to go Ohio State guy, Okadu, Okadu. But And then your Giants, Harry, they pretended to have interest. They threw a smokescreen up on 420. Parley kid, you weren't falling for it. So the Giants are going with Daniel Jones. So now the only or the first interesting quandary we have here from a betting standpoint, Tua or Herbert, fourth or fifth, I'm sorry, fifth or sixth. You got the Dolphins at five. You have the Chargers at six. Um, Right now, Herbert is favored to go over Tua. He's a slight favorite. A couple weeks ago, Parlay Kid, you could add Herbert at six to one to go before Tua. Now it's even, or Herbert's just a bit of a favorite, but you don't think so. You think Tua's going first. Yes, Al. I think, uh, and I've talked about this before with Harry and, and Brother Bry. Um, I really think if you look, I know I know there's some rumors out there um, that you've even heard that this, could, this draft could be absolutely crazy, a lot of unexpected things. But I actually think it's going to be the opposite. I really think if we look at, the top 10 picks in the draft, top 15 picks in the draft. I think every team can stay put and address their need. Uh, and when it comes to Tua and, and Herbert here, uh, I'm not sure myself, again, and I'm not probably the expert in this, uh, but what has Herbert shown over four years of playing for Oregon that would make you want to draft him over to it, aside from the injury factor for Tua. I think with Tua, though, there's so much more upside uh, than Herbert. Uh, I think the Dolphins stay pad here with that fifth pick. They get Herbert, I'm a Tua, and the Chargers get Herbert with the sixth pick, and there's no mystery here. I don't think there has to be a mystery here with any of these picks. I think if everybody kind of stays where they are, I think the the chips will land where they want them to land. Mm. Tua to the Dolphins currently plus one twenty five. Harry, you agree with that, right? Yeah, I agree with uh, you know, what Parlay Kid just said. I mean, Tua's completion percentage, his ratings at Bama were off the charts. He's got a cannon for an arm. Plus, uh, yeah, look, uh, Herbert. I mean, he was decent, absolutely, but in a crappy defensive conference in the Pac twelve, I'd much rather start a team with uh with Tua than Herbert and uh look the Dolphins have made bad decisions since Dan Marino quarterback wise probably more than anyone else in the league except maybe the Bears but even maybe more than the Bears this is a situation where I think uh, I think you don't have to move up you don't have to tr- get that pick from uh, Detroit I think uh, Darren's right stay pat uh stand pat in this situation and you could, you'll be able to get Tua and it, I think it's a big mistake if you go Herbert because then you run the risk of if Tua's really good Miami screwed up again I think Tua goes before Herbert I think and I think Darren's right Tua goes fifth to the Dolphins brother Bry big Raiders fan there are odds 10 to 1 that he drops to the Raiders w- wouldn't that be something where the Raiders 12 <laughs> they have 12 and 19 right yeah we have 12 and 19 I mean there was rumors that you know maybe they would trade 12 and 19 Right. Uh, to move up to maybe with the Giants. But I I, I would be intrigued by it I, for certain. But, you know, we just uh, signed Nathan Peterman to a, a $2 million <laughs> contract as our third quarterback. So I'm trying to figure out how this would work out unless we're paying four quarterbacks. 
I mean, I guess we could get rid of cars still at this point, but uh, it's intriguing, mm -hmm. intriguing. It'd be fun. Uh, sorry. So where does that leave Herbert? I think, um, you know, I think he's, he goes to the dolphins mm -hmm. uh, at about even odds right around there. But um, you guys think differently, Bri, you have him all the way uh, dropping it all the way to Jacksonville. Yeah. So I do think there's going to be a QB, you know, that falls. So usually every year there's one QB that falls a little bit more than expected usually happens, but I've never, like parlay kid was saying, I've never been blown away by Herbert. Um, I wish he used his legs a little bit more. He actually ran yeah, uh, or used his legs a little bit more freshman, sophomore, junior year. This year, he didn't really run at all, even though he definitely can run. I mean, he had a good mm -hmm. 40 time when you watch him in these games. He runs pretty well when he actually tries. Um, everything, again, has him going five or six. But I could definitely, if he falls past the Chargers... There, I don't know who the next team is that would take him uh, for a little bit of time. So you have the Jaguars at nine. They also have the twentieth pick. I think if he fell, mm. they'd have to they'd have to get a good look at that. Um, so yeah. I know Robert Mays. I think yesterday wrote an article too about tall quarterbacks and how there really hasn't been a really successful six six or taller quarterback in the NFL. So um, I definitely could. Again, I I don't love him. Um, if I was a team, I wouldn't really want him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be good, but I could see him falling at six to one Jaguars though. Um, yeah. D decent odds for, you know, for something different to happen. And pa uh, brother Bry cashed in big time with Rose bowl game, Herbert to score the first touchdown using, <laughs> using his, <laughs> using his legs there. That was big yeah. odds. Yeah. That uh, was great. The maze article is interesting. It's six. What do you say? Like the bunch of examples of six, four, six, five quarterbacks. Right. But six, six and uh taller. It, uh, it's yeah. so funny it falls off, right? Yeah, it's weird. They started. He did a whole thing. I think uh, Byron Leftwich, and how he was really the first tall quarter. I don't even remember Leftwich being six six though. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah, he really struggled. And then after that, I mean, who's the next? I don't know. Uh, I know you had the the kid Lynch, right? I guess from from Memphis that just disappeared. I think he was like six yeah. seven. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, I don't know. There, it, it, it's funny. You would think an athletic big kid would have an advantage, yeah. but I, I don't know why not. Yeah. Know. You get to see over everybody. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, Harry, you have them going to the chargers. I flipped it. I have two uh, chargers, uh, Herbert dolphins. Although I yeah. think two are two dropping to the Raiders would be a lot of fun, but what do you see with the chargers and Herbert? Yeah. At plus plus one seventy. I like Herbert still to go to the chargers. I think I benefit him to stay on the West coast. Uh, the Chargers uh, didn't pick up a quarterback in free agency as of right now. Tyrod Taylor, at 31 years old, is their starting quarterback. So maybe they'll go with him and then maybe they can uh, put Herbert in as the season goes along, depending on how the Chargers uh, are holding up. I mean, Chargers do have weapons, too. Uh, they just re-signed Austin Eckler this offseason, who had a huge season, who can catch the ball. And uh, Herbert can dump it to him and help him out. Keenan Allen is a pro bowler. And uh, tight end Hunter Henry is on the rise. So the Chargers would have some weapons. So the Herbert, Herbert wouldn't just go in with nothing. And plus, he would learn a little bit from Taylor. I think Chargers at six take Herbert. Stays on the West Coast. Yeah. All right, Jordan Love now is next. Now, I, I think I feel about Jordan Love the way some of you guys just talked about Herbert. Um, I don't know. I don't understand all the love for Jordan Love. I mean, he's 21 and 11, Utah State. Uh, 17 interceptions last year. His completion percentage dropped from 64 to a little under 62 last year. Uh, four touchdowns, seven interceptions in four games against ranked opponents. Uh, on the other hand, over the last decade, this is Josh, my researcher, helping us out with this. Four of the 30 quarterbacks drafted in the first round from non-Power 5 programs 
notable current ones, right? In the drafted between 20 and 32, Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, and Lamar Jackson. Um, right now, Jordan Love is over under is 19 and a half. The over paying a lot of wood there for the over minus 200. I think the Jags talk about the Jags. I think they get him, but not until the second round. I think some of these guys drop out and we'll talk about the over under quarterbacks. Um, anyway, is four and a half. I think that's, that's under. And I think love is over 19 and a half parlay kid. Where do you see it? Sal, you are right on the money here. I believe I'm not sure what the, I, I think, Hey, look, love could be a great pick in the second round. I, I would be excited if I was a team and I got love in the second round. I think in the first round, he's a reach, no matter how you want to say it, 19 and a half over under, um, what team is looking? I mean, would Brother Bry be excited if the Raiders took Love in the first round? No, but I think he'd be excited maybe if they rolled the dice on him in the second round. I think mm-hmm. teams are going to get cold feet uh, about Love, um, and I'm sure there's some right around now. His completion percentage uh, while throwing into tight coverage is one of the lowest in the NCAA. I mean, look, throwing into tight coverage isn't easy, but he does rate amongst the lowest in the NCAA. Uh, he's not too particularly mobile. I mean, he does move around pretty well for uh, a decent size, uh, a very good size uh, QB, but yeah. not like the mobile some of the mobile quarterbacks we have today. So, I think he I think he's a great pick in the second round. I don't think he's worth the first round flyer. Yeah, not either, Harry. Uh, you know, I, I I just trashed love, but if he would have dropped to the Patriots, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. Come on. Now this guy is going to be good, right? I do worry about that. But you like it over 19 and a half as well, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, I stole my thunder a little bit, Sal, that I had that line too. It's too much love for Jordan Love. I mean, honestly, like you said, 20 touchdowns, only seven and 17 picks. You know what, Harry? It's a a great line. We could share it. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) We'll just just split it. As long as Sal can share TB to TB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, he can't. Sal can't have have any of (laughs) that. I don't remember. Did Harry predict that? I can't. I I haven't. I don't know. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, the year before, though, he did have 32 touchdowns and six picks. Uh, so that's that was something in, heading into this past year where he wasn't so great, but it's still he's a nice size. Darren said he's six four, but still a sixty one percent completion percentage in three years in the Mountain West. Very interesting. But uh, on my odd sharks mock draft, though, Sal, I do have love going twenty third to the Patriots. Wow. Ugh. Let's not have it. I, I just just have them pit, make an inconsequential pick in the first round. I'm yeah. hoping Belichick says, hey, no, I'm not taking the quarterback. This is my challenge to win with a quarterback no one's ever heard of. So we're going with our, I, I see that being more his style. But um, love could be around right there. As Harry said, at 23rd, I'm going over there. Uh, like we said, the quarterbacks over under in general. Now, the over is monstrous. Uh, the under rather is monstrous under four and a half is minus 650. You get four to one odds if five or more quarterbacks are selected in the first round. You got Burrow, you got Herbert, you got Tua, you have potentially Love, probably Love. Bry, make a case for the over. Eason, Hurts, From which one's sneaking in? Well, look, I mean, am I going to bet this? No, but I could see a team maybe like the Packers or maybe the Colts trading up. Uh, I mean, I do think we're going to get four quarterbacks in the first. I do think Love will be later first. Um, but there, I mean, is there a chance that an Eason or a Hurst could jump into the first round? Uh, definitely a possibility. Look, I hate Eason. I, I think um, I watched him play. I saw him. Uh, I had bet him multiple games. I bet them against Stanford where he looked awful. 
Um, so if I was a team, I'd probably pass on Easton, another big quarterback who doesn't really move. Um, but I could see it. Somebody like Jalen hurts, um, potent. I mean, there's a chance he could sneak in. Um, there's some good comparisons. I know today somebody put, uh, I forget who, who put it up there, but comparing hurts a little bit to Prescott, which is, I think is a fair comparison. Yeah. Actually, actually hurts probably runs a little bit better. Um, actually might even have a stronger arm than Prescott. So you could make, you could make a case. Um, I do, I do like Hertz. I mean, I, I think a team should take a chance on him in the second round, but you could make a case that he could be a first round pick for sure. Yeah. And the case is that Oklahoma quarterbacks are good. What else right. do you need to say? Right. Exactly. there. Everybody, everyone they throw on the field. It's a great system. Everyone that comes out of it knows, uh, knows the game is seems to be okay with the speed of the NFL. Um, that said, I think it's uh, under four and a half because you're looking at the teams themselves in that later part. All right, maybe the Patriots do take the fifth quarterback at 23. If uh, I don't see that happening, if uh, if Love were to go earlier, but then after them, who's taking the quarterback? Minnesota, Miami. You think they'll have one already from this draft? Seattle, Baltimore. Tennessee, Green Bay. It would be like, Green, you know, if, if Green Bay, I mean, they made that yeah. thing, comparison, right? They said uh, when this Rodgers is at the age where right. Favre was at when they drafted Rodgers. So there's a possibility they could, I mean, they should eventually start looking into one. Right. All right. A lot of quarterback talk and it's going to be exciting. Let's go to first wide receiver drafted. Um, the odds, uh, Jerry Judy and CD lamb, they go back and forth. You'll see minus, uh, 105 plus 105 right in there. It seems to be either those two or uh, Henry Ruggs. And if you don't take one of those three as first wide receiver off the board, you're going to get 60 to 70 to one odds in there somewhere. What are you thinking, Harry, first pick wide receiver, first wide receiver off the board? I think it's going to be uh, Jerry Judy, and I think it goes to the Jets at 11. Uh, he led Bama with 71 catches uh, two years ago, 1,100 yards. Uh, Ruggs, I know, uh, ran that 4.27 in the 40 in the combine, but only had 38 catches for the Tide last year. And Lamb, uh, also a uh, big-time player out of the Big 12, played, in big, played big in big games. But the wide receivers in the NFL don't pan out so great that are from Oklahoma. Jets were 27th in passing. They lost Robbie Anderson to free agency uh, uh, to Carolina. I like Judy. I think he's the best one out of here, out of these three overall. I think he goes 11 to Jets. And Sammy Boy, Sammy Darnold. Oh, so that all you'll be a Sam Darnold fan then, right? <laughs> well, listen, if he doesn't get it done with Judy, then he really does stink. Well, I don't know. I, I think they're interchangeable. I really do. And it's so deep. It's so deep. These wide receivers are expected to be over five and a half is the uh, number for wide receivers in the first round. And there's 33 are graded in the first four rounds. So what does that mean? Does that mean you wait? We'll talk about that number in a second. Um, Parlay kid, you like rugs, although I kind of feel like there's a bias with these wide receivers with the fast ones. Like you almost I want to ask Michael Irvin about this later, but I feel like if you're too fast, it's like uh it's like you you lose the part. Like you're no, sorry, you you can't be Jim Belushi's wife. You're too good looking. Sorry, we're gonna have to draft you a sec later. <laughs> we saw it happen to Metcalf last year, went deep into the second round. Even Marquise Brown was supposed to be like middle of the first round. 15 he went like 26 last year so it's weird with the uh with the fast guys right i'm sorry i meant i meant ross as a better example for the fast guys going he was selected third in the draft for cincinnati broke all the records for the 40 so what do you think paul like could you still like rugs 
Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I just like the value of Ruggs. I like this value a little bit better a week or two ago when Ruggs was sitting at plus 350 or even closer to plus 400. Uh, now he's sitting at plus 250. Because I, I really do think uh, at this point it's what fits the, a team best, right? Let's just say the Jets decide not to go with the receiver. They go with an offensive lineman, which they could. That could happen. Um and that opens up. Now, Judy's available. You still have a couple of receivers available. Rugs just might be the best fit for a certain team. So with the value you're getting there, I like it a little bit better. Uh, you'll see. We'll come back to this a little bit later. And I'll kind of be uh, giving you another opinion about it. Uh, but Rugs does compare to Tyreek Hill. Um, is there a receiver? If you could take have a, uh, a, yeah. a really uh, – a Rookie coming out that compares to Hill and give you what the, the Chiefs get from Hill. Uh, if Ruggs could be that, some team might take him first. So I, I just like the value of plus 250 there. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, Bri, you like C.D. Lamb. I like C.D. Lamb. Almost 3,300 receiving yards in three seasons at Oklahoma. Um, it's a little bigger, not that much bigger, but a little bigger, taller than uh, Jerry Judy. I don't know what Harry's talking about. Marquise Brown. First wide receiver drafted last year from Oklahoma. So this would be the first two-year uh, combination where we saw guys from the same team drafted first at wide receiver. Charles Johnson and Harry, 1995, Colorado. Who was the other wide receiver? No good. You don't know Ismail? this. Ismail? No. Ismail's Notre Dame, right? Charles Welcome Johnson. Colorado. Uh, Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Charles Johnson, Michael Westbrook. All right. But Brother Bry, you agree with me. C.D. Lamb's a nice choice here. Yeah, I, I really like C.D. You, again, you can't go wrong with any of the three of these guys, maybe any of the first four or five. Um, I do think there's more of a buzz with C.D. Lamb at the moment. Again, great after the catch, good route runner, great hands, good size. Played well in the big, played awesome in the Big 12 games. Played okay in the playoff games, but um, when you watch his tape, he's, he's I mean, they're all great. I mean, so again, um, but I just think, again, right now there's a little bit more buzz. And I will say, uh, being a Raider fan, um, I do want a receiver, but I I know Mayock came out and he said he loves C.D. Lamb, which only means they're not going to draft C.D. Lamb. That's that's for sure. So I know right. I'm going to be I know I'm going to be disappointed with the first <laughs> pick. Whatever we do. We're right. gonna, yeah, we're gonna take some like the fourth rated uh, cornerback in the draft, and I'm gonna be wondering why I didn't trade down. But uh, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. But uh, that's all right. That was, you know, only because Mayock said how much he loved Lamb. I, I, <laughs> I bet we're not taking him. He's got a tell, and his tell is that he lies, right? <laughs> right, right. yeah, right, yeah. Um, like why, why would you say it if you liked him? I mean, right. <laughs> Let's look at the over under uh, for wide receivers taken. It's five and a half. That over was minus two seventy five. Now it's down to minus two twelve on Fox Bet. I understand a lot of these mock drafts have like seven going in the first round. Judy Lamb, Rugs, Jefferson. Uh, then you got the the Big Twelve guys, Mims and Rieger, and then Harry's guy from ASU. IU. But I would maybe take a chance on the plus one sixty for under, thinking that, like I said, there are thirty three wide receivers. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, not graded for the first round. It may not be a perfect fit for teams to fit in those first 128 picks, but you could wait on them. There's so much diversity. You got the, the Notre Dame guys, South Carolina guy. There's so many guys all over the place. Parlay kid, you would go under this total. Yeah, Sal, I've been on the under now for weeks here with this uh, wide receiver class. It's a great class, 
but I think that's why I like the under. It's kind yeah. of ironic in that sense. Uh, you got the big three, which we've already discussed, and I could see uh, Jefferson uh, being the fourth, and then anyone could be the fifth, and that's where I think this factors in here, being that we're saying it's so deep really here from five down that I believe that teams can sit back and wait to the second, third, and maybe even fourth round and still yeah. get a receiver that they like and address other areas. So let's take the under because of the value and because it just might make sense. Yeah. Brother Brian, you agree, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree on that. Look, could we have seven, eight, nine receivers in the first round? Yeah. There's definitely the possibility of that. But if I'm drafting in the, you know, if I'm drafting from 20 to 30, um, there's obviously multiple needs these teams have. You know, there might only be one good offensive tackle left or one good DN that that they grade so high, whereas there's 10 receivers that they just bunch together. So I do think uh, second round, you're going to see a wave of like, you know, 10 receivers going. But I think um, I, I think it's worth it at the plus 160, though, to go under five and a half because of that. Yeah, uh, we we touched on Henry Ruggs earlier. Obviously, fastest forty time. I think that works against them. I don't know why. I think there's a weird bias against fast, fast guys. Why they do these uh, forty times in the first place? Obviously, he's going to get drafted high. But will it be high enough? We know the parlay kid likes him to go first at plus two fifty as far as the wide receiver going off the board. Harry, you uh, also like the under thirteen and a half for Ruggs. Yeah, I like him going exactly 13 to San Fran. Look, the Niners got that pick in that trade they made with the Colts, so they get to pick this high. I think it'll be a, a nice compliment if Ruggs goes to San Fran with uh, Debo Samuel there. Um, he did average uh, 19 yards a catch at Alabama. It's got great hands. I think the Niners need a player to offset the loss of Emmanuel Sanders to free agency. I think it's a nice spot here for Ruggs. But don't be surprised. Maybe also, maybe Justin Jefferson does shoot up. What a stud he was for LSU, too. But still, I like Ruggs overall here. Under 13 and a half to go to San Fran at number 13. Yeah, so many. Brian, you agree with me? Is too many. You, you know, at some point, you have to say some of these guys are going over, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would. I mean, look. If you've like, I, they've shown videos of him playing basketball, and he looks like one of the most athletic people I've ever seen. Could mm -hmm. he go top ten because he's such a freak athlete? Yes, but I, I really do think there's a possibility that San Francisco does trade out of that spot. It would make sense for them. Um, but and also, I'm not a hundred percent sure why. While Ruggs is a good player in Shanahan's system in terms of yeah, they could get him the ball running. Um, uh, rushing some other things. Um, I do think they need a receiver that's a little bit bigger just because they have, I feel like they have San Francisco has a lot of small receivers. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I, I thought rugs probably makes sense. And I know a lot of mocks have him maybe to the Broncos, but I think that makes sense him pairing him with, with Sutton there um, to be a little bit more dynamic on offense. So I, I like the over again, there's you, you said it, these receivers are 12 and a half, 12 and a half, 13 and a half or over under somebody's going over. So I, I, I would yeah. say it's rugs. Um, let's look at this, uh, switch gears to running back. Now this has been crazy here. What's going on with the running back? Um, there's a question. Will a running back be taken at all in the first round? And I'm going to say no to that. And, uh, it's so funny because the last time, if you say no to it, it, it makes sense. If you look at the, the, the order and where teams are drafting, maybe the dolphins take the Andre Swift at 26, but if they don't, there's really not going to be a running back drafted. And the last time 
There wasn't a running back in the first round. I know they're more dispensable these years. 2014, it was Bishop Sankey, Jeremy Hill, Carlos Hyde were all second round picks. There have been years where like when Zeke was drafted, he was the only one in the first round running back. Josh Jacobs last year only won the first round um, last year. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Now this over-under has jumped all over the place, Parley Kid. We added at 26 and a half. The over was minus 200. It's now 32 and a half. At even, I still like it over. What are you saying? I agree, Sal. Uh, I do like this over for Swift. Um, to be quite honest with you, if I was drafting a running back, this is just me, uh, I like Taylor from Wisconsin better anyway than Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's uh, the better alternative. And look, we know what teams are doing with running backs now, Sal. They're just waiting. Uh, they don't have long careers. The value in the running back position is just not great. Uh, I don't see which team is going to roll the dice on Swift inside that first round or Taylor even inside that first round. And some teams uh, may even like the LSU kid uh, just based on uh, a certain fit as well. But I don't think we see a running back taken in the first round. I think Swift goes over that number at 32 and a half uh, and could even fall a little bit past that. It's a nice pedigree for Georgia in the last uh, decade or since 2009. They had Noshaw Marino, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle. All three were first-rounders. Nick Chubb was an early second-round pick. Bama is the only other school to produce three first-round running backs. But as it is, you know, it's really, Brother Bry, it's who needs you. And I, I know weird things happen in the draft, but it does seem like you're betting if the Dolphins are going to take, specifically, are the Dolphins going to take DeAndre Swift is this bet right now? Well, that was, yeah, that was the thing, right? So they set the line originally at 26 and a half. Right. So it was, it was looking at the Dolphins. You know, they have so many picks, the Dolphins would make a play at 26 there. Um, but now it jumped to 33 and a half. So uh, at 33 and a half, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one to say. Like you said, I mean, pretty much every year you get a first-round running back. I The question I would have is, I, I do think once you get to 20 in the draft or in the 20s, you could at least say, all right, if if we really need one, we could take one. You know, is it the right. Dolphins? Is it, I mean, nobody, I think, nobody's trading up to get a running back because I think there's four really good ones you can wait until the second round. But a team might look at the Raiders from last year and say, God, Jacobs is really good. Um, you know, we can do so many different things with Swift here. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. So is there, you know, I, I think this is one of the toughest picks here. Uh, I mean, I would, I personally wouldn't draft one, but I definitely could see a team going uh, under 33 and a half here. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now let's go to uh, head to head. They have a bunch of head to head. Fox bet does all, wherever you look, they have head to head. Um, who gets drafted first kind of deals here. We we um, we talked about Hertz, and they have a pairing with Hertz and Fromm, Jake Fromm. Who goes first? I know Brother Bry bet this. He is uh, He's all in on this. I like this a lot, too. I like Hertz to go first. Parley Kid, you like Hertz as well. Yeah, guys, this is one I think everybody should be jumping on. Uh, Hertz fits, I think, the uh, today's NFL a little bit better than Fromm. And Fromm is an intangible guy, right? He's he's bright. He scored well on the Wonderlick. And by the way, can we just get rid of the Wonderlick scores? And how do they ever leak out? The only time the Wonderlick yeah. score has been accurate is when Harry scored an eight on it a couple years ago. <laughs> Probably the only time we always saw, saw that thing, go, you know, 
read the way right. you thought it would the read. The first time I took it, I still scored higher than Sam Darnold, 30 to 28. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Sal, this is a no-brainer. I think you're gonna, I'm going to come back a little bit later on an over with Fromm uh, going over his uh, uh, 60 and a half, I believe he's at, or 61 and a half. Uh, I think I think Hertz falls goes into the second round. I think Fromm is a third or fourth round pick. So I really like this uh, with Hertz. So you guys did a good job of jumping on this. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I want, by the way, I should point out Harry's Wonderlick score was actually lower than his forty time, which is not you're not going to find too many people <laughs> that could make that claim. And it's documented. It's online. It is documented. Uh, it is true. Harry, the the truth hurts, and you're going with Hertz here, right? Yeah, I, I think Fromm is just very conservative. Uh, he, I don't think he passed for over 2,700 yards in any season at Georgia. I didn't go downfield at all last season. And Hertz uh, did have 1,200 yards rushing. I think that could help him if he was scrambling and uh, running for his life or something with an NFL team. I think he still can do uh, things in the NFL that Fromm won't be able to do. Um, he only had 19 total picks in four years of college football. I think the guy's a winner. Um he was very underrated, and I think his uh, status of where experts are putting him is uh, is short on that. I think he should be uh, very close to a uh, first-round pick, if not uh, anywhere from 32 to 38. I'm probably going to lose this bet jumping on with Brother Bry because I have an anti-Georgia bias. I think they've cost me a lot. They've cost me the <laughs> most money in the last couple of years, and you know, Fromm didn't exactly light it up last year. He lost McCall Hardman and Riley Ridley. And those, I think it was right. Ridley went like in the fourth round, I think last year, but so um, sure you lose that kind of caliber players. It's going to be a different story, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Hurts over from about even odds. I think that's pretty good. That's going to pay off on Friday. That won't be a Thursday bet. Now overall they have, which will have more offensive or defensive players drafted in the first round. Offensive is minus two fifty. But if you want to go over 16 and a half and avoid the tie 16, 16, the over is minus 154 for offensive players. Um, Brother Bry, I think I, I know you like offensive. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a flyer on defensive because plus 185. If you break it down by position, if you think there's zero running backs, which I do, if you think there's zero tight ends, which is almost definite, it's going to be zero. Um, then you got four or five quarterbacks. You have five or six probably receivers and six or seven offensive linemen. I'm going under with the quarterbacks. I'm going under with the receivers. So now you need like nine offensive linemen or something. I, I think I'm going defense here is good value. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny because <laughs> as we're talking through this, right, the whole time I'm like offensive, offensive, offense, which I probably yeah. would, I would stick with that. Um, but yeah, as you start going through it, you're like, all right, in order to have the offensive, now you need... Yeah, you need six. You need probably six receivers going in the first round, right? Because you're mm -hmm. gonna get. You're probably gonna get. I, uh, I would say you're probably gonna get five, six tackles, offensive tackles, right? And then you know you might get a you might get a center or guard or two in there. So that's one or two more, or one to three more, and then quarterbacks. You're thinking four, but uh, I know. I'm, I'm, the more I'm thinking about this, the more worried I am about it. Um, but I well, do here, think it, it'll probably fall right on 16, right? right? I wish there was a bet for that because right. yes, you're right. You're either banking on five quarterbacks or six receivers or, you know, an extra offensive lineman or two. So it's, it's tough to, uh, navigate that. It's a fun one though, because you're getting, uh, again, this is, there's a couple bets that are really fun. This is one of the fun ones. Cause when you get to, you know, like Harry always says, 
you know, you want a bet to last till the end. Oh so yeah. This is, th- this is one of those, this is one of those bets you get towards 28, 29, you start getting a little bit nervous and it's, I, I do think it's fun. Any of these over unders with, I'll probably play more of them this year than I normally did in the past. That's true. Uh, Harry, what do you think? You're, you're pretty confident. Although you think what 17, 15, right around there, offensive players. Yeah. I got offense 17, 15. Like I, said, I think it'd be close, but late in the first, uh, uh, even if, if maybe if um, it's tied or the defense is up one, I think the Titans pick late. Uh, they need to get an offensive lineman after losing right tackle Jack Conklin to uh, Cleveland. I think they've looked at Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston. Um, Green Bay picks 30, San Fran 31. Uh, they're in the need of uh, some receivers too. So I think it's going to be the wide receivers that push it up and make it 17-15. Uh, like I said, offense I think wins barely, but uh, – the favorite wins there at minus 250. Parlay kid, you know who could be instrumental in deciding this is our Cowboys, who yep. um, that number for defense, uh, I also want to talk to Michael Irvin about this, minus 300 that the Cowboys go with a defensive player first. Um, offensive plus 215. We know they've screwed this up a lot or whatever. They've gone on their own. Uh, the safety is a defensive tackle, obviously, in the in in the you know eyesight. But Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama, has been mentioned. But I don't know. What if you want to show Dak Prescott you're building this team around yeah. him? Dak, don't sit out. Hey, we, you know, obviously there's not a great center on the board for the first round, but we could take like Austin Jackson or Isaiah Wilson, one of these offensive linemen. We could shift stuff around for that line, and we're building around you. Plus 215 might not be bad for the Cowboys to get an offensive player, right? Yeah, I like that value, Sal. Um, I think with the Cowboys, it's a coin flip. They could certainly look. This is an offensive league, right? It's an Mm -hmm. offensive league. So uh, the Cowboys do have some weapons. They have Cooper and Gallup and and Zeke. Uh, But I I definitely feel like uh, they could upgrade on their line. They lost Frederick. I know there's not a center available, Mm -hmm. but uh, you could never go wrong picking a good offensive lineman in that spot either. So if an if a lineman if an offensive lineman falls, I wouldn't be surprised if they grab one there uh as well. Or, you know, could could you take a Jefferson as a third yeah. receiver? I mean, you you lost Cobb. Um you did pick up they did pick up somebody. I'm I'm, I'm blanking out on who I thought they picked up, but uh you could, you know, look, if you go out and get a Jefferson, now all of a sudden uh you know, who's stopping yeah. your wide receivers? You know, who's stopping that? Right. So, yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about those offensive linemen there. There's, uh, you know, there's between five and uh, over under six and a half. So figure about six or seven to go. Uh, Jedrick Wills. He's the favorite at minus 188 to be taken first. Tristan Wirfs plus 240. Andrew Thomas plus 450. Makai Becton 10 to one. Then it gets a little sketchy. Josh Jones, 28 and Isaiah Wilson uh, 50 to one. Which one do you think, Harry? Who goes? Which of these big boys go first? I feel like you could shuffle a lot of these guys around. Yeah, definitely, Sal. I'm going to go Worfs out Iowa first, but you know, it's offensive line drafting is how uh, it's probably the toughest really to decide on. I know the Giants uh, for about three weeks ago had him ranked really high, and uh, a lot of mock drafts and a lot of people were talking about the Giants taking him overall fourth. Uh, now it looks like they're going to grab Isaiah Simmons from Cle- from Clemson, uh, linebacker. So uh, I think Wor- Worfs slips. But I think Jacksonville at nine take him. They definitely need to build up that offensive line. Um, I just think that that's it's a nice situation because the Jacksonville is not going to be great. They're probably going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Build up the offensive line. Worst goes first. Worst goes first. All right, Paulie Kid, you agree with that, right? 
Yeah, I agree with that. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, those Midwestern linemen from Wisconsin, from Iowa, like Werfs. Uh, he's a um, physical freak. Uh, I believe uh, even in his, um, uh, what was it? His uh, vertical jump, he, I think, beat six, uh, almost all but 16 of the 46 receivers. The guy uh, with his vertical jump. Uh, his bench press is fantastic. He runs a four eight five. I just think those numbers will add up to him becoming the first lineman taken. Uh, but again, a lot of it's preference. So uh, at plus one twenty, I think there's a better value than taking the uh, f- Wills from Alabama. So why not just roll the dice with Worf? Worf right. right there, Brian. You like Wills, but you also um, yeah a little bit of a long shot in there. You wouldn't mind seeing off the board there. Yeah, I, I mean, I I do think the the first offensive tackle is is a position I have no I mean nobody knows what's happening, but I feel like I I have no idea uh, what's going to happen with first offensive tackle. Um, every yeah. expert every expert has a different one going first. Um, so I do like Andrew Thomas at like plus four fifty to potentially be the first because if we really don't know who these teams are, I mean. Uh, if we really don't know who they're taking, I mean, I think they're interchangeable, probably the four guys. I mean, Thomas was, I mean, a stud for Georgia. So I do th- plus 450 to me for a, a position we don't know. Um, and I, I know they've said multiple teams have Thomas as their top rated uh, offensive tackle. So obviously this is on the Giants here, uh, probably based on who they take. But I could I could see some surprise pick with him going in the top, you know, five, six. All right, I, I could I could go over this stuff all day. There's so many props here. Let's do let's go ra- rapid fire here though for some of these teams. Alabama over under five and a half players selected in the first round. The overs plus one hundred five. We got Tua. We have Judy. We have Wills, the offensive tackle. McKinney, the safety, and then Harry. For you to say over, you like Rugs and what Diggs, the cornerback. I like, I like Trevon Diggs. I, I for him to be a first rounder. Last time I checked. He was at minus 175, so uh, I'm going to make that six. Yeah, throwing McKinney, who led uh, Alabama in tackles with 95 last year, that makes six over five and a half for the Crimson Tide. Is he minus 175 to be a first rounder? Last time I checked, it maybe, yeah, yeah, Trevon Diggs was minus 175 last time I checked, yeah. All right, Parley Kid, you disagree? Yeah, I disagree with that, so I'm not even sure if McKinney is a lock for the Mm -hmm. first round uh, as well. So uh, I like the the under. He's the favorite to be the first safety. He might be the first safety, but that doesn't yeah. mean he's going in the first round either. Mm-hmm. Um, I might—I don't think he's a lock. I think in a lot of the mocks, some people have him going in the second round. I don't always agree with Mel Kuyper. A lot of times I don't, but he has Diggs going 61. So yeah. uh, I, I think I don't think Diggs uh, enters the first round here. So I think this number goes under five and a half. All right, Clemson over under one and a half. Isaiah Simmons looks like a top four pick. Looks like a a New York Giant outside linebacker. Uh, so one and a half. If you go over, you like either AJ Terrell, the cornerback. Uh, one of the speaking of Mel Kiper, I think he says two cornerbacks. Uh, one of the top two cornerbacks on this draft, or T Higgins, um, joining Simmons right there. Is the over for Clemson players a minus three fifty worth it, brother Bry? Uh, yeah, I think I think we're getting one and a half. I mean, it seems like if you look at teams' needs, everybody needs a cornerback. So it looks like uh, Terrell, I think, is going to end up being a top 20, top 25 pick. And again, this is the type of player. Terrell is the type of guy I could totally see Mayock at like 12. 
Yeah. <laughs> take taking somebody who's probably ranked the 20, 20th, 25th best player because they have a huge need at cornerback. <laughs> um, and I know he likes Clemson players, so I could see something like this happening. But I, I definitely think he's going too many teams need a cornerback. He'll go in the top. He'll go in the top in the first round, I should say. Poor brother, Bry. Like all these Raider fans have been shot, hit with such much shrapnel over the years. You really can't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, should, I, should, I shouldn't complain because last year we had a good draft. It's so it's. Yeah. Um, I well, when complain. you took that, was it like, oh, so it was two years ago, they took the UCLA kid, right? In the first round, the offensive lineman, that, that you went crazy. Is that two oh, years ago? When right? we took, yeah, when we took Colt, oh, well, yeah, yeah. When we took Colton Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, as it turned out, Miller's been pretty good for them. I yeah, think. I thought he was uh, all right. So, but you know, I, I should, I should trust Mayock, I, but you know, I always have been skeptical on the Raiders. <laughs> uh, LSU national champs over unders five and a half. Um, the under is minus 300. Harry Burrow, Jefferson, chase on the linebacker queen, the linebacker. I think, I think those are the four. Then you're going to have to say, if you still go over, you have to say like Delpit and what Fulton or something. They'd have to sneak in. You like yeah, under I, here. I still like under here. I think Christian Fulton's not getting enough love. I mean, he played last year against Judy Ruggs and Higgins went up against them. There was 11 targets between those three. When he went up against them, they had three catches for a total of 39 yards. I think Christian Fulton is a first rounder and that's going to come down to Delpit and Delpit before the season started last year. If you recall, he was All-American, and a lot, a lot of people had him as the best defensive player in the country. Slacked off. To, his stats were definitely uh, less uh, than they were the year before, and it has him slipping down here to around uh, anywhere from around 32 to 38. And I think he doesn't hit that uh, first-round pit. I, I don't think he gets there. I think it's, he's going to be over. I think he's going to be in the mid-30s, and the game, uh, the, the, the pick of LSU under 5.5 is the winner. All right, um, let's hit the custom bets. Fox Bet has a bunch of custom bets. They combine different scenarios and where you can actually like, kind of like make a parlay off of these, which has not been uh, you not able to do that in the past. But uh, Parlay Kid, what's your favorite Fox Bet custom bet, which has the best value to you? Sal, I like, see, this goes against what I said before with Ruggs, right? Being the first receiver drafted at plus 250 uh, because I did like that value. But I do like the custom bet of Judy going to the Jets, Lamb going to the Raiders, and Ruggs going to the 49ers at plus 650. This kind of makes sense. Uh, I do think the Jets go receiver. I think Judy is the safer pick. Uh, he's known to have some unbelievable hands. Uh, and look, Lamb is no slouch. He's right there with with Judy. And I think the Raiders go receiver here too. Uh, and they, they'll take Lamb. Uh, which leaves rugs to the 49ers uh, to hit this plus 650. I like that value. It's a little risky there. Um, if I could have rugs to the Broncos and uh, instead of the 49ers, I would even love this a little bit more. But I think uh, it's worth the gamble here at plus 650. Judy Jets, Lamb Raiders, rugs 49ers. And how much fun would that be if Judy and Lamb hit and you're just waiting right, on rugs exactly. for plus 650? Yes. Yeah, wide receiver is tough to. Tough to figure out. Um, Harry, I asked you for, you You gave me like 37 custom bets. I said, please just settle on one. Which one is it? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to do one too. It's, it's a parlay where the Colts with their first round, first pick overall, it picks a wide receiver. The Eagles with their first overall pick is a wide receiver. And the Kansas City Chiefs with their first overall pick, pick a defensive player. Um, hmm. 
Look, uh, I like the Colts a lot here. I know uh, they don't have a first-round pick. That could be a little tricky into the second round. But they gave Rivers, which I, I don't really understand. I think it's a waste of $25 million, But they gave him $25 million anyway, so you got to get him some players. Um, T.Y. Hilton, 31 years old, uh, coming up this year. He only had 45 receptions last year. He was banged up. Zach Paschal is uh, not exactly a household name who led the team in receptions. Uh, he only had and yards, for, and he only had 607 yards for the season. There were 30 and passing. Uh, I think this is a situation where maybe in the second round, T. Higgins, who keeps slipping down the, the uh, uh, you know, in terms of wide receivers for the draft here. I mean, he was fantastic at Clemson. We know this. And uh, I think he'd be a steal in the second round. He averaged like 21 yards of reception. Maybe a Michael Pittman out of USC. He had 11 touchdowns last year. And even uh, the, the wide receiver is 6'4", 240, ran a 4.42. Chase uh, Claypool from the Irish. So I think the Colts definitely go with the wide receiver to help out Rivers here. The Eagles also, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, always banged up. Um, at the end of the season, we know how bad the Eagles were in terms of wide receiver. Arceaga, Whiteside, and uh, Greg Ward Jr. were their guys. I think uh, they have the 21st pick overall, and if Justin Jefferson is right there, that has to be their choice. 2,400 yards, 24 touchdowns, last two seasons for the Tigers. Uh, a guy that we've seen, uh, Denzel Mims, uh, up and down the board from Baylor. He could be a guy that maybe surprises and maybe the Eagles trade down. Uh, or, or trade up, trade down to get somebody later on. Like I said, and maybe they could pick up a uh, like a Higgins in the in that spot, and maybe like a Brandon Ayuk. Like I said, who um, who uh, could be there too. So I think the Eagles go wide receiver. They definitely need someone. Uh, and Kansas City defensively here, uh, this is going to be a tough one here. I think they could go offense too. I've seen them uh, looking at uh, DeAndre Swift, but um. They could definitely use some help at secondary. Uh, maybe that AJ Terrell, maybe uh, Adele Pitt, who sl- does sneak in with a 30-second pick. I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. But they also looked at the linebacker, Zach Braun from Wisconsin, who had some pr- big numbers too. So Colts to get a wide receiver, Eagles to get a wide receiver with their first pick, Chiefs to get a defensive player for the first pick, plus 250. All right. I, I know I got upset with Harry for picking 32 um, you know, custom bets. Instead, he picked one and went for 32 minutes. So I guess it ends up being the same thing. All right, Jim, so- Jim, Jim can you cut 30 minutes of that? <laughs> Plus 250s. You got to explain them. Jim is uh, Jim fell asleep. But uh, well, Harry, you definitely like over five and a half. Rece- and don't don't even respond to this. But you definitely have well, like over five and a half receivers in the first round, though, if you like if you think um, Colts and Eagles are both taking one. Right. Um, Colts don't have a pick in the first round, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's like about the Eagles. All right. But uh, Brother Brian, what's your custom bet in 40 minutes yeah. or left? <laughs> Uh, so when I was going through these, the one that jumped out to me, uh, you, we kind of talked about this already, but C.D. Lamb was first wide receiver and uh, Jonathan Taylor first running back, or uh-huh. Harry likes to call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, so plus uh, <laughs> plus 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 500. Uh, I like I like that. Lamb is, you know, even odds. I mean, it, it works out mathematically that it, you're going to get five to one odds with those guys. But I do think. I do think Taylor Swift is kind of a toss-up. We we don't know, depending on who skips a running back at one point in time, uh, somebody in the early second round could easily jump on Taylor. I I think he's a better uh, pure running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so at five to one, I I still I do think Lamb's going first. So I think that would be a fun bet. You know, late first, early second, mid second round, uh, just to see which running back goes first at five to one. All right. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest shocks are going to be the two of Herbert. 
one of those guys, if one or both drop or both are picked, you know, that'll be a, a surprise. And one of these receivers that we've talked about for the last hour is probably going to drop not maybe not to the second round, but late in the first, that will be a, that will be weird. I predict. All right. Sharp tank. Let's do it. You guys give me your best bet, your best prop. And I will tell you which one I'm going with. I will back it with actual real U S dollars. And then we'll, uh, we'll cry together on Friday when they lose parlay kids, start us off your best bet in the draft. Sal, my best bet for this draft is from uh, the QB from Georgia. Over, over 61 and a half at minus 137. Didn't have a great combine. Lacks the arm strength to make all the throws necessary in the pros. He'll get drafted, but uh, it will be mid to late third round or even the fourth round. So let's take the over 61 and a half at minus 137 on from. All right. I will consider that. By the way, our guy, Brian Lewerke from Michigan State, is apparently going to get drafted. He's he's definitely. Oh, no. He's going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, no. Apparently, oh. he's he's a lot. of. I've looked at a lot of these. They have him like in the top 250. So he's going to he's going to find it. I think he's going to find a team. I don't know. Oh. Maybe he won't. That puts you right. Put you on the outside. Look at it. Right. I don't know. Um, Harry. Harry, what do you like? Yes. Yeah, Al, like you said, you can do some. uh Head-to-head ones, and I've got this one between wide receivers. Arizona State's Brandon Ayuk at minus 120 to be drafted over TCU's Jalen Rager. Uh, Ayuk is moving up uh, and plenty in mock drafts, like I said before. I saw Mel Kuyper does have him at, like, number 22 right now. He returned punts and kicks for the Sun Devils. Had five games last season where he had 140 receiving yards or more. Rieger, I know the TCU quarterbacks are sketchy at best uh, over the time you know, that he w- he's been there, but he had a much better sophomore season than he did last year as a junior. Uh, he only had 43 receptions last year. He'd won 100-yard game in his last 15 games. Uh, I spoke to Brother Bry a little bit earlier and says that he said that uh, Rieger uh, was expected to do better in the 40-yard dash than his 4.47 uh, time yeah. at the combine, so uh, I think this is uh, this is it. It'd be, it wouldn't be smart. I, I think it's uh, I think this is an easy one at minus one twenty. It seems like a steal to take Ayuk over Rager. All right, and brother Bry, finish us off here. Best bet. All right, I apologize because we talked about this before, but I feel like I have to make this the best bet. I have to do Hertz over from. Uh, that was the huge bet I put in last week. Um, I do think. Uh, when these came, I mean, again, it's it was even money. I think the odds have changed a little bit here um, in in Hertz's favor, but I do think with Hertz's ability with his legs, I mean, I think he's shown his accuracy has improved, and he's definitely a winner. I, I would have said from. It's funny. I I just thought coming into last year, I assumed from was going to be a first round pick, and then more and more you watched him. I know they struggled a little bit offensively last year, but the more you watched him, you could see. His arm strength is 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 poor, but I do think he has a chance of being a pretty good NFL quarterback. But that being said, Hertz fits too much uh, what these teams need in today's NFL. So um, I, I I love that Hertz over from. All right, all right. So now I have to pick between these three. So Parley Kid has from over sixty one and a half. Bry has Hertz over from. I already have Hertz over from. Let me think. Harry, this ASU thing is nice, but it, it's uh, I think it's largely be- it's a regional pick as you no, so often. No, it really isn't. No, no it is wrong. Come on, guys! How much did he like Nikhil Harry last year? Oh, how much yeah. did he like him? <laughs> that was just because of his last name. Why do you think <laughs> right. exactly? Well, you liked him. You thought he'd be like top three. You had him as rookie of the year. You had him all over the place. Remember, I he am- was in my backyard. Remember, he was in your backyard. Said- 
No, as I said, he was he, he was right down the street from my backyard. You may <laughs> oh, oh, know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Well, exactly. he's gonna be ser- he's gonna be served with papers if he was in your backyard. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm gonna so picking between Brother Bry and Parley Kids. I think, I think teams or one team will like Hertz as much, if not more, than other teams will not like Fromm. So I'm going. If that makes any sense, I'm going Hertz over Fromm. But I like yours, Parley Kid, also over sixty-one and a half. That is uh that's my best bet. Uh that's the best bet I'm jumping on, Brother Bryce Hertz over from you can get that right about even odds or minus one ten or somewhere in there, right? Yeah, it was minus one ten. I know it's changing. I, I mean yeah. who knows by the time it's this could be way All different. Right. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week I took a walk, a socially distanced walk with the captain. I said, Captain. And he says to me, Sal, what's the thing you'll miss most about the old draft? And I said, oh, Captain, first of all, step a couple of feet away. And also, what are you making me feel bad about this? But he put odds on this. What are we going to miss most about the old draft? They're doing it online. They're already experiencing difficulties in the dry run. It's going to look very different than what we're used to. It's certainly not going to be in Vegas where they're uh, parading the players across a pool or, or in Nashville like we saw last year. It was spectacular, just hundreds of thousands in the street thing we'll miss most about the old draft is it Roger Roger Goodell getting booed at five to two is it players embracing family members and their agents three to one cutaways of dejected Jets fans that's fun at four to one or the field plus 150 Harry take us away what are you gonna miss most yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna take the field here. I, I think it's just not just the the dejected Jets fans, but all the fans dressed in their team's gear, but also the fans dressed in ridiculous costumes, partying, drinking. Uh, was always fun to see. Always has been. And Vegas was gonna be outrageous. I was probably gonna go there. I was planning on wearing something ridiculous and insane as well. Why not? But now we're not having it. So uh, that's what I'll miss. All right, good. So there was something good to come out of this pandemic. No one has to see <laughs> Harry embarrass himself in front of the draft. Uh, Parlay Kid, what do you like? I got. I'm going to take the field too, Sal. I got a little bit of a sentimental pick here, and I think I think we're all going to feel this. We're going to miss the camaraderie of the draft, the getting together, uh, making it a huge event, which we're going to make it, it anyway. But there's you know the Zoom meetings and uh, the FaceTiming. It's just not the same as getting together with everybody and making this, uh, you know, one large event. You know, your team disappoints you. You can laugh about it with some buddies. You lose some bets. They can console you or laugh at you, whatever they want to do. But it's nice when you have that. I'm going to miss that part of it. Uh, so I'll take the field. All right, Brother Bry, what are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Dar- uh, Parley Kid brings up a really good point there because um, this is something we – this is like this is my one of my favorite days of the year. So uh, yeah. I love getting together with everybody watching. So it's going to be hard because you're going to be watching the draft, which is going to be through you know, Zoom or whatever it's through. And then we're going to be on Zoom during the draft. It's going to be complicated. You know, somewhere yeah. there's going to be some type of glitch. But I do think – um, even though Harry took the field here, I think by you saying dejected uh, Jets fans, I think you could have used any fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'll go with that because there is something to be said. I mean, I think that's the best part about the draft are fans. I mean, mm-hmm. being a fan myself, I'll be screaming at the TV again with every Raiders pick. Um, <laughs> but the best thing to watch is the reactions immediately to the group of fans uh, in the stands there. 
Um, so I, I would definitely say that. All right. Uh, Jim, big Jets fan. You kind of, you know, you have to have some some kind of fan answer here, whether you're taking the field or the actual Jet fans themselves. They don't even, I mean, they're booing before. Their Jet fans are like, um, you know, they're like the the drivers in Brooklyn who will lay on the horn to the car in front of them before the light even turns green, right? Right, right, like right. It, It's still green. Jets fans barely hear the pick and they're, uh, they're, they're, they're screaming for blood, right? Right. I'm sure they'll be uh, videotaping themselves booing, and there'll be like compilations right. of that. So we'll probably see that anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the field too. I'm going to miss seeing like those moments, like Aaron Rodgers or Brady Quinn, like free falling in the draft, and they're just sitting there and they're just yeah. sad because it always made me feel better about myself, you know. So, <laughs> and it's going to be weird because if it's on Zoom, these people, if they're like free falling, they're just going to like disconnect their camera or whatever just log off and be like oh my internet went out it's like oh damn <laughs> i guess so yeah you could just run to the bathroom and pound the mirror right <laughs> yeah. if you want to get out of there yeah you don't have to do it uh, all right i'm going sentimental also i was gonna go field and say something stupid but how about the players embracing their family members Virgil, you're not even supposed to hug your mother or father right now and and you know i i always like the player getting that cap of the, the team that he's on turning around hugging his mother hugging his father hugging his agent you know the parents gave up a lot to to see this big moment and now we're not going to see it it might be happening behind the scenes but um we're robbed of that and uh that's what i'm gonna miss but that said very happy this is happening very glad we have something finally to look forward to and then nothing probably for all of may but we'll figure that out either way that's another week of captain morgan's make-believe riverboat casino no matter how you live like a captain captain morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly captain's orders all right fellas thursday night very exciting we'll come back with something uh next week parley kid you have anything you want to say in signing off uh i'm at the chalk talker sal and um that's it. Let's uh, let's really look forward to this night, and I hope everybody is. Uh, hope all our listeners are healthy and safe out there. All right, brother Bry. Yeah, I'm at the brother Bry on Twitter. Um, I am just looking forward to this draft so much. I mean, just the chaos in general. Um, when I watched the WNBA draft last week, I remember they <laughs> they they interviewed like the the fifth pick, and she's like, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me?" It was just hysterical watching it. So. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. But the one thing is like, I'm already missing it. It hasn't happened yet. I'm like, ah, yeah. like when next week comes, I'm going to be so, so upset. <laughs> That's true. So. It's funny. Cause when she's saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me? She's literally talking to you, brother, bro. Like no one else is watching that. <laughs> and, uh, let's all, let's, let's, let's keep this, uh, let's keep this between us. But brother bride did actually lose a hundred dollars on the, uh, WNBA yes, did. draft. He yep. did. Uh, all right, Harry. Well, uh, what are you going to be in a pool? You're going to be running. There's so many things. Um, you're, you're running out of spots right now, right? Yeah, I got another thing. I'm, I got something coming where I'm going to be doing the backstroke pretty soon. So look out for that oh, pretty wow. soon in the next day or two. Yeah, with a with an extra okay. prop bet on the draft. But you can also catch me, obviously, on Twitter at A.O. Harry. Um, I'm also pumped up like Brian is uh, to definitely for this. All of us are really for this draft because this is all we got. So uh, let's 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 enjoy this, even though uh, hopefully uh, I believe the over under is four and a half total glitches in the first round, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, the unders dropped, I think, the minus one sixty. You can also check me out on uh, oddshark.com. I got a couple articles there. Best bet corner. So, uh, yeah, everybody be safe and uh, enjoy Thursday night.
There you go. And you can actually bet on Fox bet which stroke we'll see out of Harry next backstroke or any other stroke. And I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. Lots of, lots of money on any other. Um, yeah. Jim Cunningham, Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones or something like that. Yep. At Jim Cunningham and the eyes are ones. All right. Hey, we're not done yet. We have Michael Irvin, the playmaker coming on. He's going to talk Cowboys. He's going to talk draft. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. Stay tuned. It's time for the NFL Draft, and there's no better place to place your bets than FanDuel Sportsbook. They're America's number one online sportsbook for a reason. Legal, secure, have all the bets you could want, an easy-to-use app, promotions every day, and you get your cash fast when you win. Brother Bry, how excited are you for this draft? Oh, man, I'm so excited for the NFL Draft. It's one of my favorite things of the year. So many draft props on FanDuel. One of my favorites, and it's a fun one, is C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs to be the first three wide receivers taken in that order at plus 290. And while you're at it, if you're a new user, bet $25 on Joe Burrow to be the first pick at plus 200. That is free money. That's right. FanDuel Sportsbook has a special offer for all new users. Bet up to $25 and get plus 200 odds on Joe Burrow being the first overall pick of the draft. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app from the iOS App Store or visit fanduel.com slash Android and sign up with the promo code DRAFT1 to bet up to $25 on Joe Burrow to go first overall at plus 200. That's fanduel.com slash Android, promo code DRAFT1. Must be 21 years or older, present in New Jersey, Indiana, or West Virginia. First online wager only. Offer limited to first 500 participants. Must wager on designated boost market. Max bonus $50. Promo code required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. On the line right now, one of my favorites. He really is. Hall of Famer, five-time Pro Bowler three-time Super Bowl champ as a member of my beloved Dallas Cowboys. I love his insight on inside the NFL. You've seen him on my cousin Jimmy Kimmel's show. He's always a delight. The playmaker, Michael Irvin. What's happening, Michael? Thanks for coming on Against All Odds. Hey, thanks for having me, buddy. And, and, and I love the name Against All <laughs> Odds because I, I, I like to think when you're one of 17, the 15th or 17 kids, it's Against All Odds that you can have the kind of life that, I, that God has blessed me with and hard work has afforded me. So, so, so I fit in here perfectly, to be honest with you. You really do. And, you know, I was actually was going to mention, I was thinking about you and people who come from large families. How are you feeling in this time, in this weird time? Like, you have a giant family you have to worry about all the time, right? Yeah, and you know what, Sarah, you bring it up, man. It's so, it's so interesting because I was talking to some friends the other day, you know, because and you got people on both sides. You know, I'm talking to people because I came, I came up from nothing. So, you know, I still know a lot of people that, that basically struggle mm-hmm. with, with, with every day and live check to check. So as I talk to them and check on them, they're like, hey, we got to open this country back up and this is crazy, you know, because they're concerned. They're concerned sure. for their well-being. And then I talk to some other people who will say, man, I've lost two or three people, two or three family members. Yeah to this, you know, and, and, and it makes you say, whoa, you know, so on one end, you have the people that are living check to check that I grew up with that I know, and I hear their struggle, and then on the other end, 
I hear about people that have lost people to this, and you say, "Wow, man, this is this is this is really a, a, a real difficult, difficult situation." It's not just that we have to stay right. home; it, it's really what we're losing and, and 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 the possibility of what we can lose. And on both ends, no matter which way, because the other people are saying, "If I can't eat, I, I'm going to I'm going to perish right. anyway." You know, so on both ends, man. So so I'm just praying that. With all the people we have, Sal, in this world, in this country, even especially in this country, we got to come up with something. We got to come up with something. And then we have to put something in place to make sure that we're better prepared next time this happens. Absolutely. And I'm with you, buddy. I try not to get passionate either way because I realize everyone's different. Like you said, some people have to get back to work. Obviously, their lives are going to be over anyway. Otherwise, But on the other hand... Maybe we should stay inside, keep it going so that this doesn't happen a second time before the second wave comes. It's all such a mess. But thank God, Michael. Thank God. I know you're excited. God bless the NFL for moving forward, giving us something positive, giving us something to look forward to this Thursday, the draft, right? Absolutely. And, and, and think about this. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll be broadcasting the draft. We'll, we'll do a co-op with ESPN and network, NFL network and all of us. But, but this, this is what's great about this. We get to sit back and watch dreams come mm-hmm. true in the draft. And, 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 the, and the thing that you take away from it, what you extrapolate from it is, well, our dreams will get back to coming true again. We, we are America's land of dreams. And, and right now it just doesn't seem that way, but, but let's watch the draft. Let's watch these kids who worked so hard and have dreamed about this moment, actually get this moment, and then start hoping to get back to, to, to dreaming and chasing our dreams in and, and those moments. So so I, I'm so happy. I remember when they first started, the NFL first started talking about, well, we're moving ahead with the season, and we're moving ahead with the draft, and everybody was like, no, no, we just, uh, I'm glad they did listen. God almighty, I'm glad. Because there's no more Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right now, all you feel is it's today, yesterday, right. and tomorrow. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I just kind of go. You know? So what's the day? Today. What, and tomorrow's tomorrow. Yesterday was yesterday. There's no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, exactly. Friday. Exactly. And the NFL realized this, and they're putting on a show Thursday without fan. Now, I'm going to miss – I am going to miss, like – and I think you brought it up, like the tender moment of the, the player getting drafted – putting the cap on, hugging right. his mother, hugging his father, people who sacrificed so much. Crying. Yeah, cry, crying. Crying. Tell my mom, I told you. I told you, mom, you stick with me. I'm going. Because, listen now, yeah. Sal, Sal I, I do a lot of speaking yeah. on the Sal. You know, it's one of my, my, my things I speak on are, 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 are fatherlessness issues in this country. We're about 30% Caucasian mm-hmm. Americans that haven't wet lock, babies out of wetlock. 50% Hispanic Americans. We're 73% African Americans. Babies, moms having babies out of wetlock. So, 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 you know, so, you know, a lot of those kids that when they get to that moment, they get to the, and they're looking at their mom who has been struggling, working all by herself, and they say, Mom, I told you I was going to take care of you. Oh, man, there's nothing greater yeah, than those absolutely. moments. Absolutely. Yeah, no, there's nothing in the world greater than those moments at the draft, and we are. We are going to miss those moments. And you went through that. What to, Take me through your situation. 1988, you're sitting, are you sitting with your whole family waiting to hear? Or how does it work? Uh, who gets the Who gets the first hug? Right, right. Now, listen, now, 1988, I was a, I, I was a junior back, back, then, right. back then. You couldn't leave and go to the league early unless you graduated. 
So mm-hmm. so I had graduated as a junior. I got my degree in business, um, business management organization, minor in communication. So so I decided to go to draft. Now this is my attempt. I'm the my attempt of trying to control the draft because if you graduated early and go to the league and you declare for the draft, if a team drafted you that you did not want to play for, uh, you, you could say I could drop a class and go back to go back to school. And then finish the wow. class in summer school and apply for a supplemental draft. So, so here I am. I am the brokest, the poorest, the poorest man in the world. And and I know the correct word is poor, but we right. were so poor we couldn't afford the other O and the R. We just said the poorest. We the poorest <laughs> people in the world. You know what I'm saying? Here I am, as poor as I was. I'm trying to de- deal with the NFL. And I remember Green Bay called. Green Bay had the seventh pick. And back then, as a junior, they didn't invite you to the combine. You know, mm-hmm. it was only seniors, and then they and then they didn't invite you to a draft. So, so I was I was in my I was in my living room with with all of those brothers and sisters sitting around me, and we were just like watching the stock market. Let's see what we can come up with today. It was <laughs> so 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 yeah. Green Bay called. Green Bay had the seventh pick, and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a Florida boy. I don't know about playing in that cold. So they drafted <laughs> Sterling Sharp, which was great, and I love Sterling. He's my a good friend of mine. And then Dallas, da- Dallas drafted me at 11th, and we were all home. And Dallas is my dad's favorite football team. We're, we're, that's oh, the only that's team great. I used to watch with my dad. So so it worked out, and I just lost my dad uh, a couple of years before that. So it worked out perfectly, man. We sat there, and it, it was it was the greatest day of my life. It really was. I, I can only imagine now, but I know you, I know the playmaker thought he was the best. So when, when names like Tim Brown and Sterling Sharp, obviously end up being great players, when they go before you, are you, are you a little upset? What, what's your, uh, what's your state of mind? Are you actually thinking about where you're playing or did you have that 11 spot on your mind? Like, oh, I just need to land in Dallas. Well, 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 I wanted, I, I wanted to land. I, I, I wanted Dallas. I, I, I knew Dallas was going to draft me. Be honest with you, Jimmy Johnson. Told me Dallas would draft me at eleven. Oh, nice. Um, I, I knew I knew the Rams would have drafted me. I think they had fourteen. I wanted to play with Dallas or in LA with the Rams. I was thinking, even at that age, and remember my my, my major was business. I was thinking, you know, what I lose on the front end in draft slots, I'll make up on the back end because of the the, the brand of the team. Dallas has right. such a great brand. And if I could, or if I would have been in LA, it would have been. It worked out perfectly for me there. So, so I was willing to give up something on the front end, man, to be in the right spot and build a championship on the back end. So that's a smart way to approach it. And that that draft '88, uh, not unlike this year, really good crop of receivers. I mentioned Tim Brown, Sterling Sharp, yourself, uh, Anthony Miller went after you, and then even the second round, Brett Perryman was good. Flipper Anderson ended up going to the Rams. Uh, right, Flipper, you know, Flipper went about. to the Rams, Brad Brian, that was a great draft, like this draft, you're right, like this draft, and, and you're right about it too, we we always had competition, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Sterling was at South Carolina, Tim was at Notre Dame, of course, mm-hmm. we played them that year in, in college, and we beat right. them both because we won the national championships, national championship that year at, at the University of Miami. Uh, so we beat South Carolina, we beat Notre Dame, and yeah, I took on all of those personal. There, there was all personal competitions. Chris Carter, we were all personal competitions, and they stayed that way throughout our career. Really, I love that <laughs> throughout our career. 
So we would be at the Pro Bowls talk, talking about or, or talking about what you did this year. Okay, you know, the first time I met Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, I had Jerry Rice's pictures in my um, in my locker in, in college, and, and even in my locker when I got in the NFL. And the first time I met Jerry Rice, I had just won Receiver of the Year. I think it was like ninety one. I came in eighty eight, ninety ninety one. I won Receiver of the Year. So so. Uh, we were at the Pro Bowl, and and I just got receiver of the year, and I for at the Super Bowl, and now we're at the Pro Bowl, and Jerry Rice comes up behind me, he says, "Hey, Earl," I said, "Man, that's 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 world." We called him world. I called him Jesus in cleats. I was like, "This world back there." He just called my name, and I said, "Don't answer him. Make him call you again." He said, "Hey, Earl." <laughs> I say, oh, Jay, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> I say, all right. <laughs> I'm glad you held out for a second time. <laughs> it was so great to hear him call my name. I made him call it twice. And the first thing he said to me, it was great chasing you this year. I'm up for the competition. I'm going to get you next. I was like, that's why you can't. You said, what's up, man? Let's have a drink. Come on. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to not be competing. Let's just have a drink together. But, but he stayed in competition mode. He gave me a great lesson that day. He gave that's me a great amazing. lesson. So many great receivers along with yourself uh, in those times. I think there are 33 wide receivers graded in the first four rounds. That's not to say that 33 will be taken, but they get – round one, two, three, or four grades. Do you have a favorite in this crop? This one, and, and that's great because I'm, I'm studying for it now, man. And I, I love the, two, the top guys, I think, I'll give it a word. I think Jerry Judy's first, C.D. Lamb second, but C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, a close first and second. A close mm-hmm. first and second. Jerry Judy may be a little bit faster. C.D. Lamb, I think, probably has a little more body control which I think is the primary weapon if you want to be a great receiver because you've got to first be able to control your body and put it in position to catch your football. But now what makes this draft interesting, though, is even though I got those two guys probably ranked, I got those guys ranked the highest, there's such diversity at the position. You know, when you look, when you talk about, okay, in 88, you look at me, Tim, uh, Sterling, Sharp, uh, 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 a lot of us, we're probably the same kind of guys, feel the same way, pretty much the same. But they got such great diversity in receivers here. You got those first two guys yeah. who are just all-around receivers. Then you got uh, uh, some guys that are not as big, such speed, like the Henry Rudds or the, or the Riegers, uh, or the Riegers out of TCU. Mm-hmm. Such speed like that. And then on the back end, you got some big guys. Big guys, the Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk that can make such great plays and, and do such great things. Six three, six two, six three, two hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, Sanu, Sanat, that uh, Latavius Sanat, mm-hmm. that can just run over you if you're in the way. So, so sometimes when a team's getting ready to draft a receiver, it's not just that they need a receiver; it's what type of receiver will fit well with that team. Like San Francisco, I think San Francisco need a speed demon like a Tyreek Hill. So mm-hmm. so even if CD Lamb and Jerry Judy's there, do they step over those guys to go get Henry Rudd to third because he's that speed demon? Those are the things you gotta watch out for in this draft. Well let me ask you, you mentioned rugs. I want to bring them up. It almost seems like in the last few years it it almost it hurts to be the fastest. Like John Ross 
super 40, broke all the records a few years ago. He was third in the draft. DK Metcalf waited forever last year to get drafted. He was supposed to be top two or three wide receivers taken deep into the second round. Should these these guys ease up on their 40 times? Because I, I don't know what it is. There seems to be some bias against the fastest guys on the board. No, man. No, 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 no. If you can run, if you can run, you, you, you'll, get, you'll get drafted high. Even if right. the other skill sets don't measure up. I, I, I still have deep conversations when I'm in prayer with God about not giving me any speed. I'm like, <laughs> come on, God. You could help me out with some speed. You know, <laughs> I was studying the other team watching Julio Jones. Julio Jones must have run a guy down. He was 50 yards in back of the guy and ran him down. I, I, I turned off my film and got on my knees and had a conversation with God. Like, why couldn't you just give me a piece of that? What did I do that I couldn't get a piece of that? If you got speed, you're going to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity in this league because no matter how great the coach is, he can't coach speed. He just has to find that raw gift, that raw talent, that raw resource and incorporate it into his football team. Right. Well, let me ask you, and you don't have to answer if you don't want, what does God say in response to these questions? Do you have to tap him on the shoulder twice, or does he uh, respond immediately? Hey, he, always, he, he says, I am God. I have the right <laughs> to give and the right to take. And what I gave you, I gave you enough to get to where you have to be. And I don't think any of us ever have everything. Any of us ever have everything. But, 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 but if you put it all together, you put it in the right work, it can work out. So I had to use other things. Like, you know, he, he gave me a big body so I could learn how to box people out and, and, and shield people away from the football. But I just wasn't going to be running away from anybody. And, and, and it just, I just had to use what he gave me. That's what we all do, Sal. Of course. That's what we all do. We use what he gave us, and we try to go make it work. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk about our Cowboys here. This draft, it's going to be weird. Do you, first of all, do you think Jerry and Stephen Jones are they going to be able to handle the the telecommunications part of this? What modem are they working off of? I, I would hate to see like a a mishap in the in the war room there, just trying to draft through a computer. Are you worried about that? Yeah, when I was I was, I was talking to the people over in the Cowboys organization yesterday because of, you know just trying to make sure I get my last uh, information in about where everybody is and, and what they're thinking about going into the draft, and 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 they were. At the time, they were going through. They were just preparing to go through that that that, that, that dry run, that rehearsal mm-hmm. run for the draft, and, and they had glitches in that. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, that's interesting. They did have some glitches in it, but 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 I think you know, I I think the NFL will get it together. And I, I think it all worked out. I, I love the idea. I you know, I, I really wish we would have been in Vegas. Oh my God, I could think that. Oh yeah, I'm just sorry, man. When you, if you, I was in Tennessee because I do the stage. I'm on the stage. I come mm-hmm. out and entertain between the picks, and man, it was nothing to see that shot when you were in uh. Tennessee and that whole block just filled with a half a million people. There were three, four hundred thousand people. It, it was incredible, and I, I hope and pray that we get the draft right back in Vegas when when all of this gets out of the way, just to see that and be around that. So I definitely hope we can do that. But but I'm still glad and we're blessed to have social media and, and have the ability to still, to still be able to do a draft 
and 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 some and you know what I mean. And still see those moments. Those kids will be home with their family, so so you'll still see some of those moments, those intense moments when they're crying and and hugging the family and everything. So so I'm, we're we're blessed to have that. It may be a little little bumpy here watching it, and I hope we don't have any more issues. But but we're blessed to at least have a chance to do it. Absolutely, and I yeah, I'm not even sure they would have been able to do this back in '88 when you were draft, right? I guess would I guess they could yeah. do it over the phone, yeah. and we'd be able to hear about it afterwards or something. I don't know how they would do it, but it is it is nice that we're able to present something, some kind of package, and the fans could watch and they can enjoy. Now with the Cowboys, because I like to make some money off this, Michael, and you could bet they're saying this draft is it's going to get ten times the money wagered on than it normally would have obviously it's the only game in town right now but i saw something interesting for the cowboys they're a three to one favorite to select a defensive player with the uh first pick you think that's a little high i mean especially with travis frederick being out i know there's no top center in the first round projected but they could reshuffle that offensive line certainly a lot of offensive linemen between seven and eight i think are expected to be taken could the Cowboys to take an offensive player be a, a good upset pick there? You get almost two and a half to one odds. Well, well listen, it's against my it's against the rules for me to have in any gambling situation. So I, you know, I don't know about the odds. Oh, come or anything. on! Forget but, the rules. But, no, but, no more but, rules but, anymore. But, but, but just <laughs> analyzing the situation and what I've got from the Cowboys, I, I yeah. can tell you this: that 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 and I that I see them going defense too. Now you do. Now uh, uh, if 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 there is the top wide receiver they have on their board, whoever he may be, whoever he may be, if that guy's still sitting there at 17, they'll have to take a hard, long, hard look at that. If the top wow. receiver still sitting they'll have to take a long, hard look at that, you know, stuff like that. But but basically, outside of that, you, you, you look at defensive, you look at on the defensive side, and, and, I, and I will put it in order with cornerbacks first, and then defensive line, uh, outside pass, cornerback, outside pass, rushing defensive line. Uh, you know, because they want some interior guy too. So, so, so that I will put it in that order. Okay. I see the safety from Alabama pops up on a lot of these mock drafts, but who knows? Um, that's interesting, though, what you yeah, said. They, I mean, what they, is- they, they, they love that safety. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I can't. I don't want to go get caught up in tampering. Oh. I, I, wish they, I wish we can get that safety from, new, from the Jets. That they keep talking about possibly uh, trading yeah, yeah. and Jamal Adams, man. Jamal mm-hmm. Adams, you know, he's from here. Yeah, I, I, I've grown. Like, I've known him since about six years old. I told him when he was six years old, I said, "Boy, you'll be able to leave one day." And, and I know he. I, I wish we could get him home. If that 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 would be the greatest gift that God has given us. But but that that might be a long a long shot. He's a tremendous player. I, I was thinking though, yeah. in terms of impressing Dak Prescott who they say may hold out. I don't know. I, I hope to God he doesn't, you know, but if they draft an offensive player in the first round, that further solidifies like, Hey, look, we're making, we're building around you. You know, we already signed. You may see it as a negative that we signed Zeke to all this money and Amari Cooper, all this money, but we're building this around you. Do, do you think that figures in at all? Or do you just have to proceed with, take the best player available at the positions you need? Well, no, no. What you, what, 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 I, what the Cowboys are doing that I really do like, I really do like it from that standpoint. They're built, they say, hey, let's 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 be great on one side, and they're spending they spend a lot of money on that offensive side of the ball. Not that they haven't spent any. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence makes twenty one million a year. Uh, Jalen Smith makes great money, you know. So they spent money on defensive side also. 
but the but the main the main protagonist, the main characters in this in this movie is, is on the offense to Dak Prescott, Demari Cooper, the 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 uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the, they're triplets, if you will, and now they have to get great value out of the young guys on defense because those guys are on their first contract. You know, the guys they draft right now, they got to get great value. They got to get a great corner. They got to get a good defensive uh, line. And, and, and then they got to ride these guys for the first five years while they're on their rookie contract. And these other guys are making big money. Then in that five years, those guys on offense are getting ready to, to move, move around while the guys on defense yeah. get ready to make big money. Then they got to go find some great young guys on offense and get the first five years of their deal. So, so, so I, I like that they're playing it that way. I think it's a great way to play it. But, yeah, they, they got to have that, Prescott. That, that's the key. And if you yeah. see, his, his, his number is at $31, $31.5 million right now. That's what the exclusive franchise tag will pay him, $31.5 million this year. So, so if he doesn't get a long-term deal, well, it's hard to leave $31 million on the table. But I hope they get him on a long-term deal. You would think so. That would be great. That would be great. He deserves it for sure. Um, what's your guess on football when it comes back? What will it look like? It's it's uh, and it's most fortunate out of all the sports right now, the major sports, and that there's still four months before scheduled uh, kickoff here. About right four? What? I don't know. Yeah, yeah right. And, a little, and, little and more than four months. What God say back? I, that's kind of what God said back too when I was arguing with him about speed. He said, oh. "He said, look how I'm looking after you." I we didn't shut it down until after the Super Bowl, and if all things go right, you can have it back before the season is over, before the season starts. <laughs> I said, "Okay, God, you're right. I won't bother you anymore." <laughs> By the way, that's so funny you say that because I tweeted something similar, like, "Well, this just goes goes to show you that God loves football more than right. anything else." But yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. But do you see a shorter schedule? Do you see teams playing in their own stadiums in front of no fans, or what? Do you, or do you think they'll try to put, do it all in one spot? I, 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 no, I, I, I'm hoping. You know, I, I'm hoping. We've had some conversations, and, and some people have talked to us about it. I, I'm hoping we can do something back in our own stadiums. And it may just be, you know, I, I don't know how they, how they, I, I would say, how they integrate it, how they get back to it. Do we start? Uh, do we do we start maybe start the season a little later? Give it a little more time. Do we start with just some fans in there, kind of bring fans in, but practice a little social distance? Maybe they're every three seats or something like that, or every two seats. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to being right, right on yeah. top of each other, the kind of okay, but we but we got to try to get back to our way of life, and then maybe if we just keep doing it later on in the season, we get back to doing everything and getting everybody back and uh, in, in getting yeah. getting back to our way of life. I, I know they're talking about a lot of ways to make this work out, uh, a lot of ways, but I, but but uh, but hopefully there there will be some people back in the stands soon. That, that makes the game. I understand we'll do what we have to do health wise, but it, it's it's a difference, yeah. man. And it's a difference. Even the Bible talks about not forsaking. Don't forsake the assembling of each other, coming together. What that means when we come together and have a good time and be around each other, man. That's what we're suffering from right now. You know, everybody loves being home. 
But we also love being able to come together and cheer for something, or root for something, or to root against you together. Stuff like that, man, it, it, it gives us some inspiration. It, it, it just it inspires us. So, so hopefully we'll be able to get back to that. I wanted it real quick. I was thinking about you and your team. What one of the suggested, uh, you know, solutions for this is for all the teams to be quarantined or sequestered. Would the 1992 Cowboys be able to be sequestered? I mean, how, who aside from yourself would you worry about the most uh, running astray from that team? Man, there would be uh, so many guys on that team that would be worried about sequestered. Charles <laughs> Haynes, all of us. Oh, yeah. Eric Williams, are you joking? Even if you sequestered us, I was going to worry about who, how we are getting people in, in, into this sequestering because we would have been trying yeah, right. to get some people in there too. <laughs> you got to fucked up in here. We would have been sneaking some people in. So yeah, that would have been. <laughs> I know they talk about the baseball sequestering everybody in one area and all of that. Trust me, Sal. You, 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 yeah. you, keep, you keep all the players in. The problem's going to be is can you keep all the girls out? That's what you think. Those girls, some, they came in in the laundry basket. They came in. <laughs> they got them in there some kind of way. They would have got them. A laundry basket. Yeah, you would have put them in the laundry basket. Hey, laundry, come in to pick up the laundry. And she comes from under the towels. Get in the closet right quick. They just throw towels in the back. It would have been crazy, man. And trust me, <laughs> trust me, it would be crazy if they try yeah. that. It's not just about keeping those guys in. You better try to make sure you keep everybody else out. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much, Michael. You're great. But do you have any charities you want to? I'm, I'm going to donate to whatever charity you uh, you speak of right now. I mean, there's so many um, in need and uh, so many worthy. But uh, what what's uh, one that's near? Yeah, near I, I, I'm all in with everybody that's all in and trying to give uh, uh, any assistance to anybody, to, to any people out here that needs food and everything. Because like we talked about earlier, we, we, we take it for granted. You know, and, and some of us are blessed enough to say, okay, we're going to be okay. But there's another side to it. And that's why I always say, Sal, I measure men in distance travel. Don't tell me about what you have. Tell me about where you started before you tell me where you are, and I shall measure you, measure you accordingly. And, and, and a lot of people, they're, they're not where they want to be, and right now they need assistance. So that, those are the people that we should be giving assistance to. So anything you do in that direction is it, it, well appreciated and well needed. Well, there you go, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. Michael Irvin is going to be all over the draft broadcast. Uh, I know tweet. Uh, I, I follow you all over the, I love, I love uh, inside the NFL. He is a great follow on Twitter and everything else. And by the way, he talks to God a lot and God told him Jerry Judy is the first wide receiver off the board. So, Bet accordingly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike, thanks for coming on, Michael. Always the best. Yeah, anytime, buddy, man. I, I appreciate the moment to chat with you, buddy. All right, pal. Take care. Be safe. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Hey, watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta Heel producer Jim Cunningham and the great Michael Irvin. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.